0: Hey, family, this is Michelle with Mornings with Michelle. And I just want to remind you of the Book of Esther. We're studying the Book of Esther, and I'm doing a crossover event because I'm talking about the Book of Esther on three different platforms because I want everyone that can and will to engage in this incredible story of triumph and victory, mystery and deception. And all the other ingredients of a good thriller that you go and pay so much money to watch on the weekends or whenever you do. And you can get all this for free because you get it from the Holy Bible. We're studying the book of Esther. Esther, you don't want to miss it. Tune in and I'll see you on the next page. God bless. The book of Esther, chapter four. We just completed the look at the book of Esther, chapter three, which reveals Haman's plot against the Jews. In chapter four, we're going to learn a little bit about Mordecai and how Haman's plot directly impacted him and his people, and how Mordecai went into action. There's a real takeaway from this first chapter, pardon me, this first verse of chapter four, and it lets me know, and it should let you know, that when a man A man of God cries out in desperation and despair unto the God of heaven concerning matters that pertain to his life, to that of his people, that he can change the world. We saw that in the book of Nehemiah, when Nehemiah cried out to God and prayed, and God did the miraculous work. And we've seen it repeatedly throughout the scriptures where men have cried and God heard them and he delivered them out of all their troubles, even according to Psalms, when David is articulating the fact that God will hear you when you cry. So I want to encourage you today as you go with me in the study of the book of Esther, that you would understand and know that God does hear and he does answer the sincere cries of his people. Let's go with Esther chapter four. When Mordecai perceived all that was done, Mordecai rent his clothes and put on sackcloth with ashes and went out into the midst of the city and cried with a loud and bitter cry and came even before the king's gate for none might enter into the king's gate clothed with sackcloth and in every province wheresoever the king's commandment and his decree came there was great mourning among the jews and fasting and weeping and wailing and many lay in sackcloth and ashes now i want you to get the picture here a decree has gone out that on a set day at a set time on one day in one day every Jewish individual in that land would be utterly destroyed, wiped out, killed, from the youngest to the oldest, babies as well as elderly people, destroyed. If that were the decree coming in your direction, would you cry out to God? Would you humble yourself and weep and pray and fast and cry out to God, Well, I want to tell you that that's going on all around this world. Many a black man is being slain in the streets every single day. And I'm convinced that if somebody would wail and weep and groan and agonize and fast and pray and come together with one mind and one accord, calling upon the name of the Lord, that change would happen in this nation and in this world. So listen, as I continue to read, and I challenge you to fast and to pray that we might see change in our society. Verse four. So Esther's maids and her chamberlains came and told her then was the queen exceedingly grieved as she sent raiment to clothe Mordecai and to take away his sackcloth from him, but he received it not. Then Esther, for Hatach, one of the king's chamberlains, whom he had appointed to attend to her, and gave him a commandment to Mordecai to know what it was And why it was. So Hatach went forth to Mordecai unto the street of the city which was before the king's gate. And Mordecai told him of all that had happened unto him and of the sum of money that Haman had promised to pay to the king's treasuries for the Jews to destroy them. The plot thickens it's being unfolded to Esther and she's getting the full evidence of what's going on. Verse 8 says, Also he gave him the copy of the writing of the decree that was given to Shushan to destroy them, to show it unto Esther and to declare it unto her and to charge her that she should go in unto the king to make supplication unto him, to make request before him for her people. Verse 9. And Hatach came and told Esther the words of Mordecai. Again, Esther began to speak unto Hatach and gave him commandment unto Mordecai. All the king's servants and the people of the king's Provinces, do know that whosoever, whether man or woman, shall come into the king, into the inner court, who is not called, there is one law of his to put him to death, except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter, that he may live. But I have not been called to come in unto the king these thirty days. This is what Esther is telling Mordecai when he's saying to her, Esther, you have to go to the king and tell him what's going on and make a request before him. Plead for your people. Esther says, if I do that, the commandment is that I would die because I haven't been called. But you see, in life, there is a higher calling And once you hear that higher calling, then you have to do what God is telling you to do, as you'll find out in just a moment. Verse 12, And they told to Mordecai Esther's words. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther. And this was his answer to Esther. He said, Esther, think not, that thy thyself, that thou shall escape in the king's house, more than all the Jews. He's telling you live in the king's house, but don't think you're going to escape the sword of the king because you live in the king's house. Verse fourteen. He said, if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall there enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. Listen, if you don't do what God is telling you to do, he's called you to do it, he's chosen you to do it, but if you don't do it, God will find somebody else to get the job done because the job will get done. Make excuses if you will, It's too late. It's too much trouble. I don't have time. It's too dangerous. Whatever your excuse is when God is telling you to do something, if you don't do it, you won't escape the wrath that's upon the land. God will have a person that will obey him to get his work done in the kingdom of God. And this is what Mordecai is telling Esther. Thou shalt come. Let me back a minute. I'm going to read 14 all over again. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall there enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. We are here today in the positions that we're in. If we are children of the Most High God, God wants to use us right where we are. We haven't signed up for anything that could be um, life-threatening or otherwise, but God may um, draft us to get a job done that only we can do. He has positioned us to move in his kingdom strategically. He has positioned us to advance the kingdom of God strategically. He has uh, positioned us to tear down the enemy's walls, his forts and all the things that he's doing in the earth realm that the kingdom of God may come on earth as it is in heaven. And when you hear the call of God to do this, to do that, to do the other, you may not feel equipped, ready or able, but God, when he calls you, he equips you, he's prepared you through your life's journey up until this moment. You are ready, you are prepared. And the Lord is going to call you forth and send you out, sometimes in places of difficulty where there is danger, but God will be with you. And as the book of Isaiah says in 58, in the fast that God has chosen, where we break every yoke, we destroy the power of darkness that we let the oppressed go free. That the Lord Himself will be our rear ward. He will have our backs. We won't be going out there alone, for the Lord your God is with you. Amen. Verse 15 Then Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer. So she's sending him back an answer now. Verse 16 She says, Go. Gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushim and fast for me and neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise. And so will I go into the king, which is not according to the law. And these are Esther's immortal words and if I perish I perish Esther had made up her mind she was going to do what God had positioned her to do she asked the people to fast with her for three days and three nights don't eat anything don't drink anything she said that she was going to do that as well as her maidens and she was going to go unto the king to petition him to save her people. And she decreed and declared, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And if I perish, I perish, but I'm going to see the king. Do you have that kind of determination today? That no matter what, if God has told you to do it, I'm going to do it. If I reject it, if I'm hated, if I'm cast out or cast down, whatever it is, If I do this in the name of the Lord, because he's told me if I perish, I perish. But I'm going to do what God called me to do. Let that be your determination, because if you don't, you're going to perish anyway. That's what Mordecai told Esther. And it obviously got through to her. She marinated that or allowed that to marinate in her her spirit. And she came back with her profound answer and pro- profound decree. In verse 17, it says, So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther had commanded him. Amen and amen. So there we have in verse uh, chapter four of Esther, the plot thickens now. The whole... Um, plan, the whole evil plan of Haman has been revealed. His plot, his plan to execute um, judgment on the Hebrew people and destroy them, obliterate them, uh, starting with Mordecai. Mordecai went into the middle of the city. He cried out with a loud voice. He rent his clothes This was a sign sign of extreme mourning, and he was outside the king's gate. The Bible says he couldn't come inside in mourning clothes. I guess the king didn't want that kind of affair happening within the gates of the king's castle. But Esther responded in the way that God had called and ordained that she could and should because she was indeed chosen to be queen for such a time as that. That's Esther chapter 4. We must fast. We must pray. We must come together as one. We have to go before the king. Whoever the king is, that could be a government official. It could be your boss. It could be a neighbor. It could be anyone that God is sending you to, to do his bidding and to stop the destruction that's in this land. He wants us to obey him and not make excuses about it. Just do what he tells you to do. He's going to go before you. He's going to make your road that's rough. He's going to make that rough road smooth and that crooked path straight. You can trust him on the journey of life. When you have heard his call, say, yes, Lord, I hear you and go ahead and do what God is telling you to do. Get some backup. Esther didn't do this by herself. She didn't go out on a limb by herself. She got the backup of the whole people, the whole body of believers, fasting and praying and calling upon the name of the Lord day and night for three days. She was fasting. She was praying. All of her handmaids were fasting and praying. And God, who can and will do the exceeding and abundantly above all we could ask or even think, began to move mightily in that time period. But we won't know what's going to happen next until we go into the next chapter. We won't do that today, but we will do it next time. So this is Michelle saying, stay tuned, the book of Esther. We're enjoying this book. We're studying this book. And we're getting something that we can take away for the rest of our lives and apply to our own life's journey from this moment forth. God bless you. That's my prayer. Until we see each other again. Amen.